Hello and welcome to the first of uh, Whiny Rosie's podcasts, as requested by Planty Paul and his incredibly foliage-enhanced bits, sir. So, before we get on to the wine thing, let's start off by doing a little bit of history on wine and its containers. Now, as we all know, wine is sacred to Bacchus and the most fabulous priestesses in the world were the Maynads who used to get properly hammered off the wine which obviously just flowed out of springs in those days because it was a better time. Mm. So yeah, quietly get hammered then, tear through the woods, find a handsome young man then rip him to pieces with your teeth. (sighs) Just as things should be, which might be why I don't get any second dates. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, uh, the uh, men of the world decided this was very wrong and we could not have wine flowing freely from springs. So they invented this thing called the amphora. Now, I don't know. I'm sure you know what they look like. They're kind of modelled on a, a, a pregnant belly and all the wine is put in the pregnant belly. And, and the Maynards drink it, and while they're doing that, all this subconscious advertisement, suggestion, subversion, perversion of the right way of thinking went on, and the Maynards, rather than tearing the man limb from limb, as is the normal state of affairs, would get up to stuff with him, and then nine months later there'd be a baby, and then there'd be one less priestess for Bacchus, which... It's really irritating after you've spent so many months teaching a woman how to file her teeth properly so that she can have maximum effect. So, Barkas, being Barkas, sat down and thought about how he was going to deal with this. And he came up with the idea of the wine skin. This is much, much better. It still looks like a pregnant belly when it's full. This is the clever bit of Barkas's thinking, when it's full. So... But when it's empty, it's all a bit flaccid. Thinking here is quite obvious. So uh, give the man the wineskin pregnant belly. Man drinks wine. Oh, no more wine. Mr. Floppy, no more babies. Maynads can carry on doing their thing. But Bacchus, love him, is fab, but... Alcohol and strategic thinking don't work too well. All the wine was gone. No wine left for the for the Maynards. I mean, this is just an absolutely deplorable state of affairs. And it carried on like this for the next 1,400 years. And then someone came along with the idea of the bottle. Obviously inspired by Barkas because, you know, maybe he'd had a moment of lucidity induced uh, doubtless by tequila or some similar neural stimulant. Mm. Now, if you notice the shape of the wine bottle and let your mind drift a bit, you'll see it's a lot like a condom. It even has the little nibbly bit on the end for catching all the mango. And so all of a sudden things are back to normal. Wine bottle, oh, subconscious cue, mental mind control perversion of the advertisements is pointing you towards using contraceptive. And more importantly, you don't have to give all the wine to the men. Normal service can be resumed and young men can be writ 
limb from limb, with their flesh stripped by the bare teeth of the priestesses of Bacchus. History lesson over. Today's wine. Today's wine is called Firemark Merlot. It's not Merlot, it's Merlot. But I had a neighbour once who insisted on calling it Merlot. No matter how much I told him, no, it's Merlot. Merlot. Irritating, irritating man. Now, this particular one is a firemark Merlot of southeastern Australia. Now, the first thing you'd notice about it is there are no scorch marks on the bottle. I mean, how can you market something as firemark and not have at least, you know, had a dragon breathe on it a couple of times? Uh, <clears throat> the other thing you'll notice about it is that it's a screw top. Now, Wine bottles generally come with either a cork or a screw top. The screw top is obviously for the alcoholic. Because, you know, by the time you've got to the fourth bottle, all that corkscrew coordination stuff is just difficult. Now, <clears throat> as it's red, you should really tip it into the correct shaped glass. But obviously I prefer a bucket. So... Now what you're meant to do with this stuff is, um, oh, check the colour. Yes, it's a deep sort of mm, garnety kind of red. It's a red wine. Who'd have thought red wine's red? Wow, how bizarre. And then you into wibbly-wobbly the glass, aren't you? And then you look at it, the things coming down and you go, ooh, look at the legs on that. I prefer that for looking in the mirror myself, but, you know, whatever floats your boat, I suppose, if you're a geriatric Frenchman who's drunk too much wine, then those are the only legs you're going to be thinking of. Um, oh, yes, it has legs, by the way, just in case you're wondering. By the way, that's the little traily marks it leaves on the bottle after you swirl or bottle. Leaves on the glass after you swirl it around a bit, and it's meant to be an indication of the strength of the wine. And judging by the legs on this, I should be legless fairly soon. Lovely. Next thing you're meant to do is sniff it. Mmm, sly raisin. Mmm, maybe a little bit of red fruit bordering on plum. You're not meant to snort it, by the way. You are just meant to sniff it. Safety advice, never snort wine. It'll play bloody havoc with your sinuses. And you may just, I don't know, maybe it goes straight into your brain. I'll have to try that sometime. Might get you drunk really quick. Anyway, <clears throat> taste time. Now they do this weird slurpy kind of thing which is meant to atomize the wine and get it all over your tongue and bloody odd they are. Bloody odd. Mmm, well this one's quite a nice mild it's not going to kick you around the back of the head. It's got a bit of sharpness to it. Mm, nice sort of mm, cherry-ish sort of flavours at the start. Fading through to a plum. And then... Mm, mm, old man's jockstrap is the aftertaste. So there you go. Thorough recommendation from me. Enjoy. Cheery bye.